there's a list. Oh, oh, we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> what a concept, huh? I know. I'm, I'm literally concerned that I've forgotten how to do this. Uh, let's see now. I, had, I made a list. Now where'd it go? Here it is. It's over here. It's over here. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, I, I navigated away from it here. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do. Oh, that's not the tab. All right. Uncontrolled slash those magical letters that are secret. I don't want to say those in the podcast. I don't know if we're doing the podcast yet or not, but uh, what we do a podcast? I know. People listen. One or yeah, two, anyways. Uh, oh, one of the things we have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Which? Uh, which what? Which do you think I'm going to pull out of the out of the reject stack? Oh, I don't know. You got one? I don't know. I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's uh, not like there aren't very many in the reject chat stack. Wink, wink. There's a huge number in the reject. Yeah. What? Which one the, do you want to? It was like a month and a half ago when they evacuated the Capitol. Oh, you want to talk about that one? Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to. I want to work in the smoke down one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One more time. Okay. One more time. One more time. Hang on. Where'd that one go? Here. Uh, too much cheese, man. I'm telling you, too much cheese. <sighs> I had a pizza for lunch. St- still hanging on in its fight to remember. Oh, dinner. man. I had it. I had, it's a good pizza. It's, it's a pretty good. It's a, Dover, New Hampshire has a remarkable number of pizza places, um, and, and they're all pretty good. There's none that I really dislike, but I, I have particular tastes in pizza, and there's one in particular I really like. And I thought I was splur, and I guess I was splurging after, you know, depending on how you define that word. And I got, I got a. Uh, it's only a small pizza, so it's like a ten-inch pizza, um, and it's uh, uh, pepperoni. And I got extra cheese today because they're cheese. They yeah. got, they've, they've got the best cheese. I don't know what kind of cheese it is, but it's just great. And so I thought I got extra cheese today, and oh man, it's sitting like a big old lump in my stomach. Yeah, I uh, I I broke down yesterday. I was I had a bunch of time to kill. Uh, before an appointment, and uh, all of a sudden, I wanted a Cuban sandwich. Oh, really? And, okay. And um, probably got one of the worst ones in the city, but um, I actually got it. And so, you know, I was kind of happy. But um, yeah, I started. I started to pay for that a few hours later. So yeah, uh, I, I totally yeah, well, understand. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, first world problems. First world. Problems. These are first world problems. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, um, so there's a list. So here's the here's what I'm thinking. All right. So, what would you think? I've never. Well, I am in the events business. All right. So I, there is that kind of angle on this whole thing. All right. But I, I, you know, putting on events in Washington D.C. Of course, is going to be a special case. All right. Sure. But but. If but. You're gonna, but if you're going to, A, fly a somewhat suspicious-looking airplane right over Washington, D.C., and you're going to drop things, which is to say skydivers, out of it, maybe you let the Capitol Police know. Well, you know— You've seen this story, I know, we, right? We, oh, yeah, we've seen this story, and, and, yeah. and maybe our listeners have probably heard about it also. This, is, this goes back a month or so, at least. Yeah, right. Uh, well, we haven't recorded in three the, years, the, so it could yeah, go back a ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, the Army's Golden Knights was doing a uh, a parachute jump into a football game, took off from Andrews, orbited for a while, 
getting in the queue to fly over the stadium. And as they did so, the Capitol police identified or um, um, picked up on the flight and called it unidentified and evacuated the Capitol. The FAA forgot to tell the Capitol police. Oops. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah. Well, did the FAA forget or, or did the event? That's what the, that's what the story says. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, FAA says it failed to tell Capitol police about plane flight. Okay. okay all right yeah yeah left Oops. hand right hand yeah not knowing it's come up in my life recently what is it i forget now anyways um so yeah um, uh what, what was there any i mean i don't know did somebody get in trouble here did somebody get fired did someone get a you know are they going to get a bad performance review or how, how does that work i i don't know it's the faa T- typically and the, yeah. you know um We'll never know. Who 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 is the Capitol Police? What department is the Capitol Police under? Are they like I know, for example, Secret Service is part of Treasury. What Capitol U.S. Police? U.S. Congress? It's a separate branch of government. Okay, so so Congress, so, so the so the Capitol Police, by some measure, are sort of senior in the checking in the pecking order. When to, it comes to their airspace, I don't know if they have really control over their airspace but they certainly obviously have sensors and yeah. they use those sensors to look at air traffic around the capital which is certainly a reasonable thing i would think yeah. for them to no do. i mean yeah although so, i'm kind of curious they, yeah ahead. i'm kind of curious how that works um not that they would tell us because it's a security matter and op- op- operational security is important but i'm kind of curious did the do, do the capital police directly themselves monitor the air airspace overhead or you know like does the fbi work with them or is there a military outfit that kind of keeps an eye i, I wonder how that all works not that i mean maybe you know but i would I, imagine i don't and i don't i don't know that we'll ever find out yeah right yeah um, and that's only i mean i'm fine with that, that yeah i'm fine with secret. that too. should be kept secret um, but but um they have some means of their own is the punchline here yeah whether it's visual sighting whether it's you know radar, whatever it is, uh, they have something, and they detected this "quote unquote" unidentified aircraft. Yeah, it was a Cessna. No, it was a Twin Otter, I think. Right, because it was they were carrying a handful of skydivers, so it couldn't be it had to be a little bit have a little bit of capacity. Um, yeah. So, anyways, well, anyway, but so, so, so but speaking of so speaking of secrets and security and how it all works, um, you actually do know a little bit about this, um, at least. In past years, because yeah, I was around. You you've operated in and out of Andrews, right? I think we've talked I, about this. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Absolutely, pre, that was pre nine eleven, right? Pre, way way pre nine eleven. Yeah, but yeah, was there I, any special, or was it just a regular old airport back then? How did that well, work? Oh, it, it was special. <laughs> okay, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can't tell, can't say, but to the extent no, you can say, I mean, it was, how was it, it was, what was it like to fly in and out of Andrews as a civilian? Basically, it was like any other large towered airport. Mm-hmm. Um, you you had to file a flight plan, VFR or IFR, to get okay. in or out. That right. was that was like rule number one. Um, if you were departing, they strongly encouraged you to stop by base ops uh, and file file your departure flight plan. See, that would be fun to do, anyways. And, and I think. Get, it, it was not unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you get a certified U.S. Air Force 
briefer face to face, and you get you get your pre flight pre flight briefing. Yeah, and uh, then you go to the airplane and and whatever. Um, it was very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, this I flew to, through two organizations out of there. First was Civil Air Patrol, and then. Um, I also, via Civil Air Patrol, became a member of the, the Aero Club there, the mm-hmm. Air Force Base Aero yeah. Club. And they had a wide, wide selection of airplanes um, and, like, basically two of, of each uh, also. So it was it was fairly um, flexible. The scheduling was fairly flexible, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only real um, air traffic um, episode or whatever you want, might want to call it, event, I was f- flying the CAP Skyhawk back mm-hmm. one Sunday afternoon um, and uh, had the family in the airplane and we were on a, we'd filed in, we were flying IFR, yada, yada, and um, get on downwind um, and Tower says, hey, um, how about doing a 360 for me to the right? Okay. And mm-hmm. I roll out of that 360. Yeah, can you give me one more of those, please? Yeah. Absolutely, sir. And as I rolled out of the second one, I looked down, and there was a, a blue and white, mostly white, Boeing 707 taxiing and didn't even bother stopping. It just taxied all the way to the end of the taxiway, turned right, made a 180, and accelerated down the runway. And that was Air Force One. Yeah. This was Reagan. Uh, and they were still flying the VC-137 back then. Um, and that, it, and it, then I'm, you know, cleared to land and caution wake turbulence, you know. Yeah. And, um, that was the, that was really the only incident or, or episode I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. There were, there were some encounters on the ground, but that's a whole other thing. But now getting back to this Capitol uh, uh, yeah. police panic thing just i just before we move on i just one thing i want to be sure about so but there's been no indication that the smoke town 152 was any seen anywhere in the area there right? is no indication of that there is no evidence of that and i think that's a nasty rotten rumor that someone has concocted <laughs> that we should staunch we should we should stomp that into the ground now right I, here and right now I, I i i actually am relieved to hear that yes. the, that that dangerous aircraft is nowhere in the vicinity so yes, uh, yes. so good uh, deal but uh yeah make well sure you, you know small favors you know yeah i know right right so anyways <laughs> hey uh welcome folks to i i remember I, I i this is one of the things i don't write down so let's see if i can do it from memory welcome folks to uncontrolled airspace the general aviation podcast i'm jack hodgson coming to you from oh look the sun's out again it wasn't a few minutes ago we're supposed to get thunderstorms here anyway that's, that's a really weird name for your city yeah i know it's it's but you know it's a it's a creative kind of you know place we uh we uh you know, we, we don't we don't walk the, the the straight and narrow. We don't. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Um, no, I'm yeah. not going to so, uh, so I'm here in I'm here in our virtual hangar with one of my good friends. Um, uh, David's awful quiet, but that's because 
<laughs> because uh, David was unable to join us this afternoon. Uh, he's got uh, suddenly another uh, obligation or something or other popped up. And so, uh, but we decided we wanted to go ahead anyways, because it's been three years. It's, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Your name again is, is. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. But uh, I remember your name. You're uh, Jeb Burnside uh, coming to us from somewhere near Sarasota, Florida. How are you doing, Jeb? What's going on? Oh, just trying to catch up and, and uh, keep the head above water these days. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of little projects going on. I, you know, I spent like three hours this morning on the lawnmower and and, uh, you know, I, I noticed this when I was down there back in whatever that was, April, that uh, mowing your lawn is quite a, a project. I, I, I remember you went out there three or four different sessions for like, I don't know, an hour or more each. I was uh, missing you while you were here. See, I felt guilty. So I, I, I it's mow the lawn, spend time with Chad. Mow oh, the lawn, oh I see. So you normally do it in one marathon lawn mowing session. Oh, oh blank. No. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, um, no, I this morning I mowed for like an hour, uh, maybe an hour and a half. Got the the front uh, pretty well uh, um, shaved down to size and, and that kind of thing, and um, and then took a break. I did some phone calls, paperwork, whatever, and got back on it before lunch. Uh, and then I just got off it again, maybe an hour or so ago. And mm-hmm. I've got everything around the house is done. I do the lake tomorrow and maybe the driveway too. Got it. Okay. So, well, yeah. glad you have a plan. That's good. Well, you know, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah, right. Right. What's going on here? It's been, it's really been a long time since we've recorded one of these Nick podcasts, so if, especially if you don't count the sun and fun ones. Um, uh, so, uh, the, the list is incredibly long and is yeah. never, ever, even if we did another lightning round, we wouldn't get through the whole list. No. But uh, what do we got here? Um, oh, so the guy who – this story goes back a ways too, but uh, just for completeness sake, the guy who who report who, – who, come on, mm. let's say it out loud. He crashed his airplane on purpose in order to make a oh, YouTube video. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Admittedly, well, or at least he allegedly crashed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But you know what? Come on, he probably did. And the FAA concluded that, in fact, that's what he did. Um, And as a result, they revoked his pilot certificate, Um, which. So here's my thing. This is I I can top that, but go ahead. To quote to quote someone I I I, uh, who who who, whose opinion I mostly respect. um, (laughs) where, Where does it say? Where does it say in the FARs that you can't crash your airplane? Um, it doesn't explicitly say that. That's what I'm saying, right? Well, and it's and it's it not like he have, crashed it into a neighborhood or anything like that. He crashed it in the middle of nowhere. Right. All right. right. Uh, you know, it's like, what do you think? Well, it's fair that he lost his certificate. I think, um, yeah, probably is fair. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm Believe not. Me. I'm not privy to all the facts and circumstances, but. Um, there is this one little bitty rag they call 91.13. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. It's called careless, careless care, and reckless. Careless and reckless. And even if it wasn't careless, uh, which it, I, I think it obviously was, um, you know, he did, you know, crash this airplane or allegedly crash this airplane away from uh, any, any structures or any people or anything like that out in remote wilderness or something like that. Okay, I get that. So he did take some care with this, but the whole thing was reckless. Mm-hmm. It was, it's just reckless, you know, abandon your airplane on purpose. Um, it, 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 yeah, okay. So, so anyway, but I got that beat. Okay, what's that? Well, there how? was the Red Bull thing. 
the Red Bull. The, oh, yeah, right. The, or, or uh, the, 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 two, the two airplanes two, swapping two, airplanes. Yeah, yeah, the two solo pilots in identical, identically prepared skylanes were going to climb to altitude, um, literally bail out of the airplane mm-hmm. and switch airplanes in midair. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got about halfway there. Yeah, because one of them succeeded, and the one other of, one couldn't get into the airplane could, in time. And yeah. the airplane crashed uh, without a pilot aboard, yeah. and he parachuted to safety. Yeah. So that's not where it gets good. Right. <laughs> okay. No, I know. Go ahead. Tell well, how did he, so, how did it get good? So it got really good when they did that stunt, even after the FAA denied their exemption. Right. Right. And, and I'm pretty sure that's in the rigs. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you know, again, 9113, careless and reckless. Well, and there was pilots at their stations and, you know, things like that that go on. Um, so, um, but here's here's the real punchline. Oh, there's more. Okay, the yeah. The guy at Red Bull, one of the pilots who uh, uh, was doing the stunt, yeah, knew that the FAA had denied the exemption. yes. But didn't tell anybody. I know. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Crazy. I, and, and, and the reports are he didn't even tell the other pilot. Yeah, that's that's the point. He didn't tell anybody. Yeah. He just, like the night before, he got an email or something from FAA saying not approved, yeah. and he decided to ignore it, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So they, they've got their own, you know. That that should become set. the illustration in the, in the definition of careless and reckless right there. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, the, the illustrated fars. That's that's not a bad thing, you know. We should do that. We should make a book, the illustrated fars. <laughs> illustrated fars, and there'll be example pictures. Right, all right? right, which 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 far would your picture be next to? <laughs> for five bucks, for five bucks, we'll put your picture in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So, uh, uh, losing your certificate. Um, there's actually a more serious. Uh, uh, what's the yeah. other story about a guy losing a certificate? Oh, what's his name? Trent. Uh, sorry, I'm poly- another very popular YouTuber. Um, it's not on the list, Jim. I'm sorry. Maybe on the lower on the okay. list. Yeah. Um, but uh, a very, very popular YouTuber. YouTuber Trent Palmer's license. Trent Palmer. That's what it is. Right. And it's about. 12, so Trent, 10, or, yeah. 10 or 12 down from the break. Yeah. So Trent Palmer, um, very popular YouTuber, uh, very, very passionate and and and, and uh, um, seemingly good, responsible uh, pilot. He has a really cool um, Kit Fox. Um, I believe it's a Kit Fox. Um, and uh, and he's part of that gang of, uh, of uh, tail dragger pilots that do um, stole stuff. Um, at at uh, at uh, Sun and Fun and Air Venture and other places around the country. Um, Quite frankly, he might have been part of that group where they had the fatality recently, but that's not the story I'm getting into. So Trent apparently was out flying. And if you watch his YouTube channel, he's always out buzzing around and, you know, kind of visiting various backwoods places. I first came, he came to my attention because he likes to land out on like mountain, you know, mountain pastures. He does some really interesting middle of nowhere um, landings and takeoffs. And uh, so apparently, and I don't know the story in front of me. This is from memory. Um, he he was he was considering landing in a yeah, field. I, I, there's a the Avweb story has a, uh, a pretty good summary, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. He was considering landing at a, not a not a formal runway, not a formal you know airport of any sort, just a field, a private field. Um, in order to check it out, he first did a low pass. Um, as a result of the low pass, he concluded that it was not advisable for him to try and land, so he flew away. But one of the neighbors or someone in the vicinity saw him do this low pass, 
dropped a dime on him. All right. And, and it was judged that, so here's where it gets weird. All right. So if he had actually landed there, there are rules that say it's okay to get low to the ground and close to stuff if you're landing or taking off. All right. Um, and he got close to stuff in the process of doing this flyby in order to check out the conditions, but because he didn't land, because he chose to fly away, they decided to say, you weren't in the process of landing or taking off, and therefore you were too close to person, places, and structures, or whatever the person's vessels and structures, or whatever that law that rule is. Um, and as a result, they busted him for being too close. Right. Um, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I don't uh, get it either. I, 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 I mean, we're, we're the thing is, we're also taught by the same agency to not land if conditions aren't right. Right. And you can't have it both ways. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah. I don't know what the latest of this, this story goes back to into April sometimes. So it's yeah. a while ago. And, and he was, I, I had heard some report that he was planning on, on, uh, well, on, this, uh, this, ab, this, this ad web story says that he's going to appeal. Yeah. But what's um, the date on the ad web story? It's probably two a, months. April 29. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so he's probably appealed and, you know, yeah. So, anyways, I, 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 this seems unright. Maybe there's more to the story than what we read. Well, right? you know, there's there's always the other side, but and there always is another side. But yeah, yeah. So anyways. I just work here. I, I don't know. So look out! You lose your license. So apparently, they're in a mood. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, yep. you get busted for dropping your uh, skydivers over the Capitol, and you get busted for. Oh, never mind. Oh, I, I don't. That, that crew didn't get busted. No, I know. Um, I know. I'm just. Um, yeah, they were. The crew did everything they were supposed to do. Well, I don't know. Well, in command, did he, did he know that he wasn't? Uh, he, he had. He had. Or she? Yeah, but I'm, yeah, he or she. Yeah, I'm sorry. He or she. Um, that's why I said the crew. But anyway, I uh, had I know. you know clearance to me. be there. They had. They were part of the plan. They did exactly according to plan, and. Uh, and, I, and I suppose if right without without other incident, if the skydive operators reported it to FAA, then chances are they met their requirement. It was if it was FAA that did it. Okay, dude, that's a military flight. They don't really care what the FAA has to say. Oh, was it a military <laughs> skydive? Uh, yes, it was oh, U.S. Army. Uh, uh, see, that's, Knights. Okay, that makes it a whole. Yeah, well, that's a whole different. What's the line from Wizard of Oz? Horse of a different color. Horse. That's a, a horse. Horse of a different feather. Horse of a different color. Moving on here. Um, the, one little bit of follow-up here. Um, an apology from me. This is all on me. Um, in, in, in some episode sometime in the past, I tried to sound incredibly clever by pronouncing the name of a city. It's not the, it's not the capital of Maine, but it's a big city in Maine. It's spelled B-A-N-G-O-R, right? And I thought I was being real wise and clever by saying banger, banger Maine. All right. Um, and uh, nope, nope. <laughs> That's not only am I wrong. Apparently people are often wrong along these lines. And uh, and I got I heard from a couple of people who were very friendly and very gentle. Thank you. I appreciate you being going easy on me. But uh, it's not Bangor, Maine. It's it's Bangor, Bangor, Maine. It's kind of pronounced more or less the way you might have thought it was. And, uh, um, and, and but apparently it's such a thing that the that the the folks of the city of Bangor, Maine produced a, a little musical YouTube video that shows them singing a song oh, about how you pronounce the name of their city. Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yes, but I'm, uh, not, I'm not going to click on. That. 
but it's not Bangor. It's Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Maine. And uh, it's, uh, I haven't been there in a long, long, long time, but it's a nice city. Continuing the Wizard of Oz theme. We're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, let's see now. Our favorite helicopter on Mars um, is uh, continues to... Uh, now, to... I, I just did see a story today. Yeah. That apparently it's video... No, something has failed. Really? Yes. Uh, ingenuity, which is the... The just incredibly remarkable program, um, NASA program, uh, associated with the Perseverance rover. Um, and... Uh, so there was a story a couple weeks ago about there was a communications glitch and an ingenuity went into, uh, you know, what are they, it's not sleep mode, safe mode. Um, and uh, but then it, it at that time it came back. Another story I saw recently is that they've decided, I think I've, this is ingenuity they were talking about. They've decided to, to put ingenuity to sleep for the Martian winter. Um, and uh, so but. You know, I just, you know, good on ingenuity. Man, oh, man, that's just a program. Yeah, absolutely. The story- all of these, you know, and for all the all the hits that NASA takes, all right, you know, and, and NASA's done some wacky things over the years, all right, but these Mars programs that they've been doing recently, the rovers and now Ingenuity, are just remarkable. Wow. They, they, they you know, I mean, just so yeah. over-delivering on, on their mission profiles. So anyway, there's, there's a new story out today that Ingenuity – has suffered um, failure of its inclinometer. Oh, uh, well, that's too bad. That could be. Okay. Now, yeah. they're, they're putting together a software patch, apparently, NASA is, um, to use other sensors to basically, according to the story anyway, to okay. fool the helicopter into thinking that the inclinometer is still functioning. So I, I, you know, I totally understand what they're doing. <clears throat> I couldn't do it if you had to, under right. threat of, you know, assassination right. or whatever. But um, more power to you. Let's, you know, rock and roll. Let's get this. Let's get this bird back in the air. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, or, I or hope I may ingenuity li- live and fly a long life. Absolutely. But uh, it's already done so much more than it was ever designed to do and ever expected to do. And so, congratulations to the machine and congratulations to the team behind it, especially um, the team for all the good stuff that they've done. Anyway. Um, and oh, not coincidentally, me. they won the Collier Trophy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so what, uh, what is the Collier Trophy, generally speaking? What's, what does it recognize? It is the, I want to say the National Aviation Association, NAA, which is, um, yeah, and National Aeronautic Association, excuse me, um, which is, um, I'll, I'll let somebody else Google it. Um, but, um, uh, they have an annual annual and it's very coveted uh, award they present each year. Um, they've given it to you know um, Bert and Jenna um, Yeager. I'm not Bert. Um, um, the the Voyager crew. Yeah, I know. Now I'm blanking um, on it too, right? Yeah. Um, um, Apollo's uh, the shuttles. Um, all kinds of uh, Gulfstreams want it for you know some of its models. Uh, um, Learjet has won it all. Very, very uh, prestigious award. Anyway, last, I'm sorry, earlier this year, um, they awarded the Collier to uh, the Mars Ingenuity, or the Ingenuity helicopter. So uh, that was a deal. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool. Okay. We'll come back and say, there's my train. There's my train. (laughs) There's my train. Um, 
So this is like, in some ways, it's kind of a, a nothing burger story They're about this Qatar or Qatar um, Air Force C-17. Um, okay. There's a picture. I came across this in, I think this is in uh, Reddit. And uh, um, and it just shows a picture, a very impressive picture of a C-17 kind of climbing out overhead in the uh, Qatar, Qatar uh, Air Force colors. Um, and uh, what caught my attention is one of the, one of, one here, of the bro. commenters, it's a little bit down. I, I went looking for it just earlier. One of the commenters refers to the I, to the concept that he claims, he or she, this commenter claims, that C-17s, I'm quoting now, C-17s can actually fly in a V like ducks. And, and, and then as a result, they experience some, some benefits to uh, airflow and drag and, and that kind uh-huh. of thing. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, if true, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't never occurred to me that they could do this. Um, but, uh, let me see if I can find it, Jeb. Where are we? Okay. Here? I found the, I found the image and okay. Um, that's just weird. It's a, it's about three or four. When I looked earlier, I found the, I found the image. There you go. Yeah, oh, the image. The but image. then the comment that talks about flying in V's like ducks was about three or four comments down from where I entered. Um, and uh, strangely, I'm not finding it now. But oh wait, now here it is. Here we. So we go click here to see that. Well, okay. And we click There's here. Two things here. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure about. Okay, here's here's the article. Okay, yeah, well, Big Nose Seven O Three. It is a NASA link. Let's yeah, see. although it didn't it didn't resolve anything when I looked at it earlier. Can you get it okay, open? There's a PDF, and I'm. Uh, it's a Reddit. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna download it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I did open it. Um, it's a uh, it's actually a PDF of a uh, of a PowerPoint deck. Okay. Um, the title of which is uh, a preliminary flight investigation of form formation flight for drag reduction on the C-17 aircraft. And there's a lot of slides here, so I'm not going to try and okay. read them all. But they, they, uh, they really have they really demonstrated 14 percent fuel savings. Well, this slide deck seems to someone's put a, if this is a fake slide deck, someone's put a lot of effort in it. Well, okay. I have to tell you, um, but. Uh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm really gonna, surprised that they, I can look at this deck. I can't imagine this is. Yeah, this, I was going to poo-poo that whole whole concept, but okay. Uh, um, this is look pretty realistic. It's a NASA uh, emblem um, slide deck, and uh, I'm have to read this more carefully. I think I, it's got to have something to do with the way they stack the V. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 riding the wave. I mean, it, the physics yeah. is kind of very straightforward. What surprised me is that that it's worth trying with such a big aircraft, but. But you know, C seventeens are pretty maneuverable, pretty cool things. Well, yeah, they're pretty cool airplanes. They they uh, uh, they, they perform very well for their for their intended, yeah. their intended task. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know. Is there? I mean, I you know, so so smaller aircraft like fighter aircraft or, or, or attack aircraft fly in close formation all the time. I wonder if this is one of the considerations in that. Um, do, do they get a fuel burn savings by flying at a particular distance off of the wingtips? I don't think so. I now whether well, okay. When you say you don't think so, I would agree with you if you're saying you don't think they try. But I wouldn't agree with you if you think it's not possible. I think it's definitely possible. Well, anytime I get, anytime I start thinking about close formation flying, um, in we have to define close and there's 
and all kinds of variations. But uh, I, I get really hinky. I'm sorry. But I think about the XB70 crash back in, I think it was the 60s, where um, an F-104 starfighter was trying to, got too close to this experimental supersonic bomber and ended up, ended up in the vortex of the wingtip. Yeah, and rolled from the right wing tip to the le- to the port side of the to the to the left side of the aircraft. Mm-hmm. And took off the vertical stabilizer in the process. Right, and that was all all she wrote of of, of several, yeah yeah that's well, two, right. two or three airplanes. But anyway, um, and then there's um, there's this uh, helicopter inspecting the landing gear of an Aerostar over Philadelphia. Oh yeah, that's yes. a Senator Hines was aboard the. That the was quite a while ago, but yeah, somewhat yeah. notorious story. Yeah, go ahead, tell me. And, and the helicopter came up from below to lift at the landing gear and got too close to, and sucked the the Aerostar into its rotor. Yeah, and so I I don't want to get too close to aerodynamics uh, in my airplane, uh, your airplane to my airplane. Let's let's leave that at you know, theoretical. I I no I agree I agree okay. Oh, uh, what's next here? This is, this is just a little, I came across this. Where is this? This is one of our uh, friendly publications. Is that web? Of course. Yes. Of your, course. your, your, uh, your, uh, your alma mater or something. Your yeah. alma mater. I was going to call you bro- brothers and sisters in arms, but, uh, no, uh that cousins too. or something like that. Anyways, um, short final be advised. This is a story from, uh, from Avweb. Uh, uh, one flight recently, I had an interesting exchange with Jacksonville approach. One of your favorite approaches is, Oh like, yes. Uh, one of my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, all favorite, favorite facilities. Yeah, right. South of Jacksonville at 9,000 feet. Uh, and then the, here's the exchange. Approach says uh, uh, November 1, 2, 3, 4, be advised. Traffic 11 o'clock, 10 miles at 9,500. Can exhibit abrupt changes in altitude and position. And then the pilot responded, we'll observe that a military aircraft, question mark, and approach replied, I'm not really allowed to say, just watch out. <laughs> I don't know. Is, oh, that, is that, and then, yeah. And then the, uh, right. Uh, Oh, no, see, I'm blanking. Uh, What was it you said? uh, uh, What did you say to ATC recently that you were so tickled that you got a chance to say it to ATC? Shazam. Shazam. (laughs) Shazam. That's what this pilot should have responded. Uh, Shazam. Um, So... uh, Now, now that's all there is in the AvWeb story. I'm going to embellish the story by saying LA Jetpack right here. LA Jetpack. Um, well, there's, you know, you know, it's been a while. It had time to make it from L.A. to it's Jacksonville. It's long been known that weird stuff happens in, in North Florida and in, in the Jacksonville area. Okay, all so right. I I'm not. I, I have no comment. I North, have no. I have no input on this whatsoever. North Florida is any no, different North, than the weird North, stuff that happens elsewhere in Florida. Well, uh, I, I have I have nothing, but graciousness I yeah think right. graciousness toward our, our our friends in jacksonville okay all right i'm gonna let you get away with that i'm just yeah okay um i have many dear friends who live or or are you know visit you know regularly florida um but it's a crazy place it's a crazy place um what else what i don't know no i'm looking at the list here oh yeah okay. um uh, Oh, okay. So I don't know about this story. 
passenger with no flying experience landed a plane when the pilot became incapacitated. This was about two, three weeks ago or something yeah. like that. All right. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a national story. Yeah, it was a totally national story. And, and it was so highly covered that I guess it's true and real, but it really, really raised flags for me. I, I just, I, you know, I, I it, you know, it was real because this guy's been the, the, the passenger who took over has been interviewed all left and right on national, you know, talk shows and, and whatnot. Um, what was it? There was something about the exchange and maybe the exchange was at fault, not what happened, but the, 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 the stories we heard about the conversation because so the, the, the pilot, conversation between the, the between the, the passenger, passenger and, and ATC. Oh, okay. And, I forget now. I wish I had it in front of me. All I know is that there were certain things that the passengers said that led me to believe that the passenger knew more about the cockpit environment than than a than a totally uninformed passenger would know. Now maybe he was a fat. Maybe he was a fan. Maybe he was an aviation. You know. Well, maybe uh, other people have given him the correct terms for these uh, yeah, controls. I don't know. Although, although I th- in, I'm, in his I'm, debrief, I'm sure there was a debrief. Well, there's that. Although I think some of the exchange I'm thinking of came from the transcripts that we heard from okay. the radio transcripts. Okay. Um, and then not to, uh, you know, I don't want to bring this up because ATC seems to, as usual, have done an awesome job at helping this guy out. Um, they asked him to change the radio frequencies. That struck me at the time and yeah, ever since as yeah. being really, really odd. Why would they do that? That's an incredibly risky thing to do. It's, it's, it makes it easier on them, but who cares? You know. Yeah. Um, now, I think I saw a report someplace that they did, in fact, get him to successfully change the frequencies. Yes. Which, by the way, I you know I'm not I know a little bit about airplanes, and I might have had a hard time figuring out how to change the frequencies on one of these fancy panels like this thing probably had. This, this was a as I as I understand it, this was a Cessna Caravan with a G1000 panel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I so, it's you know. Um, I don't know who they had talking to him and telling him what to look for and what to do and what not to do. Yeah. But apparently it worked. Obviously it worked and God bless them all. Um, And uh, congratulations. Good job. You know, it's not an off field landing, not an off field landings, but, but it kind of almost comes into that category. Um, And And, and, uh, and it's also kind of fortunate that it was a Cessna Caravan. First of all, you got a single lever control, right? Basically the throttle. Uh, You got fixed landing gear. Um, flaps are probably indestructible. The airplane's, you know, built like a tank. Um, a different airplane, we might, you know, if it was a, a King Air, we might have had a different outcome. Right, right. Although one of the reports uh, I saw said that what happened when the pilot went incapacitated, he slumped against the yoke and put the airplane into a into a steep dive. Well, that's always fun. Yeah, I know, huh? And then. The, the stories that I saw seemed to indicate that the rescue passenger was not in the left, in the right seat at the, you know, not in the front at the, had to actually How many scramble. people were aboard the airplane? And uh, more than two, more than the pilot. Seriously? I did not know that. Yeah. I think there was one or two or so other people. That's my recollection of these stories. Um, and so, so the airplane's 45. Yeah, I know. Right. Things, yeah. Airplanes in a forty-five degree nose down d- descent. All right, you got this guy trying to unbuckle and scramble between the seats in order to a just playing get up into this right seat and b get the get the pilot off the yoke. Um, and I, it's just 
you know, it, it was so highly covered that I just can't imagine that it didn't really happen. And then it's all above board and everything. But it just so many weird things happen in this story that. Anyways, wow. you know, I don't know. Yeah. It was just weird. It was just I, that struck me as weird. And I, I, I again, I apologize if this sounds like I'm diminishing the the heroism, hero, heroism, hero, heroism. Hero. Hero, heroism, thank you. Um, heroism, who is this? Okay, heroism and the uh, and the uh, skill uh, of the people involved here. It just it, there was a bunch of weird stuff. Weird, weird. Congratulations yeah. to them all. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the uh, the the controller who primarily helped get the airplane on the ground, as I understood it, was a, in fact was a uh, a, a caravan CFI. Oh, well, that helps. Yeah. So he, he knew the aircraft pretty well. I think that's what I read someplace. Um, so anyways, yeah. Wow, picked the wrong week to give up sniffing glue. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, huh? Where are we here? Okay, we're there. Well, I think we've slogged our way through everything Yeah, that, that's worth that we pulled slogging. onto the list yeah. here. Is there anything else that's happened that we want to talk about here? One, one thing I'd like to mention, if, yeah. if you don't mind. No, um, it's been yeah, it's been it's been more than a month now, um, but um, um, I don't know how to describe I, I don't know how to describe him um, vis-a-vis myself. Uh, the, the the person involved here is Norm Manetta. Yes. Um, most recently, uh, well, he he passed uh, in early May. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew him. Um, got to know him back in the 1980s when he was uh, chairman of the House Aviation Subcommittee. He later became chairman of the Full Transportation uh, Public Works and Transportation Committee, and then uh, under um, uh, Bush the Lesser became um, uh, Transportation Secretary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were on a first name basis for a number of years. I, I, he, he's you know, Mr. Chairman, and I'm Jeb, and, and you know Mr. Secretary, and I'm Jeb. But um, I even had him in the left seat of 172 once. Really? Yeah, years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Long story. Um, um, knew him very well. I, I thought, well, um, at least professionally, and uh, always had a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was, um, if there was anybody who, who was Mr. Transportation in, in recent years, uh, he was it. He, mm-hmm. he was heavily involved in, in transportation policy throughout the country, and uh, did a lot of good. He was he was a, a good, honest public servant, and perhaps one of the last ones I've ever met. But uh, I just note his passing and uh, uh, note that time moves on. Yeah, um, I I never met him, of course, um, but. Uh, um, Becoming a, a young pilot, if you will, a young pilot, uh, a new pilot um, in the San Jose area back in that um, late 80s, early 90s era. Um, that's where he was from. Um, yes. And, and, and he yes. was a he was a uh, uh, I don't know what the right metaphor would be, but he was a figure. I mean, you kind of knew. Yeah. Well, he uh, was a, he he started politics as he got elected he, mayor of San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Back in, I'm going to guess, 70s. And. um Parlayed that into his house seat and uh, just kept going. Uh, he was a he was a he was a hard worker. He knew his stuff. Um, he uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of stories I could tell, but I'm not going to bore you. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, 
the, I believe San Jose Airport. The the uh, is named uh, after him. Is yes. named after him, yes. and uh, um, yeah. I, so I always he, had very very positive impressions of him from those days. Yeah, he was. And I'm, I don't think I'm confusing him, but he was. Um, he's, he's of Japanese descent. He was. He, he and his family were interred in the beginning throes of World War II. I, I, that part I have a story I hadn't heard. Let's, I, I let's, believe that's true. I'm going to double check this. Let's case. see here. Where are we let's, looking for here? I'm going to do... Uh, during World War II, this is from Wikipedia's wiki entry. During yep. World War II, the Mineta family was interned for several years at Area 24th, 7th Barrack, Unit B, in the Heart Mountain internment camp near Cody, Wyoming, along with thousands of other Japanese immigrants and, and Japanese Americans. And yet he still went on to serve our country the way he did. I, I, I don't know if I would be quite so open, so broad-minded after being yeah. treated like that. But yeah, uh, yet another thing in his in, in his favor, if you yes, ask me. I, I agree. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, our condolences to his family and friends. And, and, and uh, personally, I thank him for his service to our country and to aviation. Yeah. Yeah. He's worthy of that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, on that note. On that note. I had this a second ago. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate it. We did it. We did it. We recorded an episode. Oh, please let me press the record button. Please let me press the record button. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. It says so. <laughs> yeah. It says so, and, the, yes. and the little thing's making squiggly lines, and so everything's looking promising here. Um, hopefully, it will. everything will be okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jeb. It's... Uh, Always a pleasure, sir. It is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. That's Jeb Burnside. Jeb's a freelance aviation writer. We got to redo these. We've been doing. I've been reading we, we, these exact we, we, same yeah, words really do. for so long. Um, but anyways, um, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you still are an aviation writer and editor, serving as the editor in chief of Aviation Safety Magazine. You're also a, a regular contributor to other aviation publications. I know all of these things to be true, so I'm still good. Okay. Um, online, we can find Jeb's work at AviationSafetyMagazine.com, and his magazine is on Twitter at as Ab Safety Mag. You can also find him, his other work at AEA.net, abweb.com, and on Twitter, he is Burnside J. Uh, and I'm Jack Hodgson. I'm a private pilot, a freelance writer, and a digital media producer. You can find me online in most places with the all one word username Jack Hodgson. For example, Twitter slash Jack Hodgson, YouTube slash Jack Hodgson, Patreon slash Jack Hodgson. You can find my ebooks on Amazon by searching for Around the Field in the books section. And you can sign up for my email newsletter uh, at uh, the Around the Field email newsletter at the website aroundthefield.net. And uh, I think that's enough for now. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that Dave will be back uh, next time we record, um, which hopefully will be in about two weeks. Um, and and I, will tease, I will tease the fact that we have tentatively, we are cautiously optimistic that Amy Laboda is going to join us next time. And that will be fun. We always love having Amy in, in our virtual hangar. So anyways, uh, that's enough talking. Let's go flying. <laughs>